It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. We thank and praise God. This is another day that the Lord has made. Amen. And God has given us another opportunity as he as He is so faithful to do. He's given us another opportunity to love him first, to reverence him, to honor him, to glorify him, to give him praise, glory, and honor. He's given that to us. He's also given us another opportunity, another day with breath, amen, to repent, amen, and ask for forgiveness of our sin, amen, and all that that we've done, even that that we don't even want to acknowledge that we've done, amen. God has given us another opportunity to say yes to his will and yes to his way. Glory to God. Glory to God. We just thank and praise God for what God has spoken on this day to each and every one of our hearts. Amen. Because I'm sure if you got breath, amen, in you, God has spoken a word to your breath. He has spoken a word to your ear. He has spoken a word to your heart. Amen. That only you would know. Amen, especially if you don't won't reveal it to nobody, but only that you will know, amen, that God himself spoke a word to you in this day. Amen, the Bible teaches us that, amen, that yesterday is already gone and tomorrow, amen, will take care of itself. So today, sufficient is the day that we need to be mindful of what's going on with us in this day. Amen, because I tell you, God is about his business. God is about business. God is about souls. God is about his people coming in line with his will, not with their will, and trying to incorporate his will, but with his will and his will only. So we just bless God today. Amen. We bless God for what God is doing. Amen. And what he's promised he's going to do. Many of us have many promises of what God is going to do for us and how he's going to do things. And and we get excited about those promises. Amen. We get excited about what God has already spoken to us. But my question to you is, how much did you believe what God had said? How much, amen, have you put forth an effort to do According to the will of God, what God has spoken in and over your life, what he has destined you to do. Amen. Because I tell you, you know, this world is coming to an end, and the things of this world are just coming to naught. They're going to come to an end. And while we're trying to spend so much time and effort in doing the things of our will, which is our flesh, amen, and trying to please and comfort it, this world is coming to an end, and when we know that the world is coming to an end, we need to know that flesh is coming to an end also. Amen. This flesh comes from the dust of the earth. Amen. And every one of us, every one of us has a time set within us that we're going to leave this earth, that we're going to leave this world. And when we leave this world, we won't be able to tell nobody that God has called us. Amen, into his presence to come on home, to come on in. Amen. Or judgment is calling us to answer the call of God. Amen. So I tell you, God is good to us. God is a wonderful God. He is a God that don't make no mistakes. He is a God, amen, that loves his creation. But he is very mindful of the imagination and the hearts of mankind. He is very mindful of the witty inventions, the deviousness, 
Amen. The subtleness, the the presumptuous, the pretending. He's he's well aware of all these things in the heart of man. So I tell you tonight, we're here to talk about the will of man is the flesh. Because I tell you, our flesh has lied to us. Your flesh doesn't lie to you. My flesh has lied to me. Amen. And while we're sitting around thinking that the flesh, amen, has got this thing right, that the flesh is going to be saved, the flesh is going to go to heaven and be with God, I'm here to tell you, wrong answer. Wrong answer. Your flesh will not be going nowhere but back to the dust from which it came. That's what the flesh is going to do. And I tell you, God is so good and God is so righteous in his judgment on how he do things. There's nothing we can do to come against it, and there's nothing we can do to justify. Amen. Now is the time, if you need to justify, to do all your justifying now, because when the day comes, and when the end comes of your day and your time, amen, there is no more justifying. There is no more corrections to be made. There is no more of, Lord, I got one more thing I need to say. Let me tell you why I did it this way. There is none of that in Christ Jesus. So I tell you, God is good to us, and we have to be very mindful, mindful people of what God is doing in us and for us. We need to be very mindful that we serve a God that don't make no mistakes. Amen? We need to truly be mindful and understand the will and the way of God. And that's that's the thing now. Tradition has messed us up so bad, rituals and religion, and our own selves, the will of man, our will has deceived us all. Amen. Now, so that's why it's so important that we come into the knowledge of truth, the knowledge of his righteousness, the knowledge of his will, not what we want filtered through our will to say that we're serving the Lord, not how we think we should be doing Amen. Not what we want to do, when we want to do it, and how we want to do it, and serve God in that manner. No, 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 no. We're going to have to meet God face to face, get in his presence, and do things according to his way. Because God only has a, a, a certain way that he is to be served. And it is not according to a lot of what mankind has displayed. It is not what a lot of mankind has spoken. Amen. God got some true believers that's on this earth. He got some true believers that have taken a stand in their lives. And they've said in their hearts to God, they've made a vow to God, come what may, be that as it may, I'm going to serve you till I die. Amen. And the will of man which is the flesh, will not make a vow like that to the Lord. The will of man will not stand before the Lord and make a vow and say, Lord, I'm going to serve you till I die. Because, see, your flesh, like I said, first of all, has lied to you by even making you think that it is going to be a part of salvation. Your flesh has sold you a counterfeit if it thinks, if it makes you think that it can be saved. That's why, you know, I I laugh because I I look at all the different things that people are doing nowadays, trying to make this flesh young, trying to keep the wrinkles out, trying to get all the blemishes off, trying to make up and change this and change that, change the way the creator himself created you. Change the way that, you know, you look, your nose, your eyes, you know, your ears, pulling this back, pulling that forward. Amen. Oh, God, and not to mention dyeing your hair. Amen. Trying to change what God says in his word, no man can turn not one hair, white nor black. So why are we trying to come against the word of God? God has a word for everything the will of man has portrayed. There is a word from the Lord. There's a word for our circumstance. There's a word to help us to understand what God's requirement is. We're talking tonight about the will of man is the flesh. 
Amen. And we want you all to hear tonight, hear and evaluate yourself. See how you are actually perceiving the word of God. See how the word of God has been hidden in your heart. If you're trying to filter this word through your flesh, you're still in the flesh. You're in a sinful state. Though Jesus came, amen, and he took on the body of sinful flesh, but in that body he condemned sin in the flesh. In other words, he condemned sin. He made it possible for us to be able to withstand, amen, the works of this flesh. Because, see, this flesh belongs to the devil. Hallelujah. But God made a way for us through his son Jesus to be able to overcome, overpower our will in this flesh. And that our soul's existence will live. Our soul's destiny won't be hindered. And that his spirit, amen, that's in us will be able to rise up to the potentials that God is calling it to. We welcome you tonight to this study, amen, because we do believe this is a powerful study. This is a study, amen, that God has sent to us from his heart. Because like I said, you know, you ever thought about how come you keep hearing the same old messages, the same old words? It's because you haven't got it yet. It's because you have not heard the word of God yet. Because, see, when you hear the word of God, God can move on to something else in you. He can take you to the next level. He can move you forward, amen, into what else he will have you to do. But if you keep hearing the same old word over and over again, it's because you have not done the will of God. It's because you have not taken heed. You have not diligently sought the Lord to find out where you are in this word that keeps coming, in this repetitious word of God that you keep hearing. We're talking about the will of man is the flesh. Galatians 5 and 17 through 21 is a very familiar scripture to us all. It says in verse 17, Galatians chapter 5, verse 17 through 21, it says, For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would do. The word of God teaches us, tells us here, that there's a battle going on between the spirit and the flesh. That's the spirit of God and your flesh. That's the spirit of God and my flesh. And anybody else that has flesh and making a vow saying that I am going to serve the Lord. Now, mind you, it ain't happening to you if you have not made a vow to serve the Lord. If you have not made a vow to get on the journey to salvation, if you have not told the Lord, yes, Lord, in my heart, from your heart, that I believe you, I trust you, I know that Jesus Christ is your son, I know that you raised him from the dead. If you've not made those confessions, then this word of God don't mean anything to you. And if you have made these confessions, Romans 10 and 9 through 10, but yet you're still operating in your flesh to the point that the spirit don't even have to lust against the flesh because you have not surrendered anything, then you might have got this thing in, in, in you might have come in the back door, you might have came in wrong, you might need to redo your first work, your first process, your first vow with the Lord. But the word of God tells us that there is a battle going on between the spirit and the flesh. And it also teaches us that it is it is so that we cannot do anything. Amen. We cannot do the things that we ought to be doing. Well, what do you mean by the things that we ought to be doing? Well, when we make a vow to come into righteousness, into doing what the Lord God has called us to do, the enemy gets frightened. Your flesh begins to rear up. You know how a cat's hair stands up on his 
head when he's afraid or when he's getting ready to attack or whatever he does. Well, that's the way your flesh does when you begin to call on the name of Jesus. That's the way your flesh does when you begin to study. That's why you can't stay woke when you open up that word of God to study because, see, the word of God kills the flesh. That's why fasting and praying puts this flesh under subjection. Because, see, the flesh tells you, I'm getting sick. I don't want you to fast. I'm getting sick. I don't feel good. I'm going to pass out and die. Your flesh is so deceptive, and it is the biggest liar that you could ever listen to. And guess who its father is? The devil himself. Because he is the father of lies. He was a father. He was a liar from the beginning. Again, this flesh is going back to the dust of the earth from which it was created. It can't be saved. It can't even begin to understand the righteousness of God because it has its own will. It has its own comfort. It has its own mind and intellect of being able to say to you, it'll talk to you. You know your, you know your flesh will talk to you. Your thoughts and your thought pattern. When you think it's somebody else and what somebody else has done, that's your will talking to you, your will telling you, oh, well, they shouldn't have did you like that. Oh, they should. You heard, did you hear how they said that to you? Did you see how they was looking at you? That's your will talking to you. Hear the word of God. It is impossible for you to do the will of God in your flesh which is the will of man. Verse 18 in Galatians 5 says, But if you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. What law? The law of your flesh and its conscience. I tell you, this flesh got a memory to it. They always say that an elephant can remember. I think our flesh got a better memory than an elephant do. Because it don't let you forget nothing, and it'll put it in, it'll put it in, it'll file it in our conscience. So our conscience can always be there to remind us of how we got bruised and wounded and hurt and humiliated, rejected, disappointed in our flesh. How we parted, how we did this, how we committed adultery, fornication, how we get drunk. I'm telling you, it's all in there. Those are the works of the flesh. That's the flesh's job. So can you see if your flesh is going to have time to tell you anything about God? Can you see your flesh actually ministering to you and telling you about the righteousness of God? I don't think so. Romans 2 and 15 says, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts demean while accusing or else excusing one another. Your flesh holds in it a conscience, and it holds the conscience of sin, transgression, and iniquities. It holds weaknesses. It holds for unforgiveness. I'm not going to forget what you've done to me. I'm not going to forgive you. It holds those things in it. This is flesh that does that. People, this is not the devil. This is your flesh. Although your flesh belongs to the devil, but it's, but it's you're wearing this thing. The thoughts of our conscience will always play back to us. It'll play the field in trying to convince us that God will not do what he says he's going to do for you. And he does that does that from the time of our vow that we've made to the Father, from the time of our confession. Amen. It'll do that. And in that, get this, it plans on doing it to the day the Lord calls you home. Hebrews 9 and 14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through eternal, through the eternal spirit 
offered himself with spot, without spot to God. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. How much more do Jesus have to do? He's already done everything. Everything is complete. God has amened everything that Jesus has done. Jesus sits on the right hand of the Father in spirit and in truth. He's not coming back down here on this earth to show man, to exemplify to man anymore how to do, how to serve God. But yet what he has done through his blood has cleansed the conscience of man. He has allowed us to see that this sinful flesh that we live in, with all its works, can be condemned through righteousness in the word of God. Come on, somebody. How much more shall the blood of Christ, how much more does Jesus have to do for you to understand, us to understand fully about the works of Christ and what all he did, about the love of God for us so that Jesus paid the price, that Jesus took the mantle to save mankind, to save the soul of all mankind. He took that thing on and he carried it to Calvary's cross. He took it so till they hung him to that very cross. They hung him to our cross. And he took it in order for us to live again in him. And through him. Verse 19. Back to Galatians 5 and 19. It says. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. In other words. They're made known to you. You know what they are. You know what it is that's working in you. That you favor. Whether it be lust. Lusting after women. Men. Whatever the case may be. Lusting after money. Things materialistic things. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. Verse 21 says, envies, murders, Drunkenness, revelings, that's a party spirit, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It's right here in the book. It's in the book. And God is not going to change his word. None of us. He has no respect of a person to the point that he's going to send down a new word that's going to change his order. We have to make up our minds, people of God. Are we going to serve the will of our flesh in our flesh? Or are we going to serve God? Because see, the flesh, the elements of the flesh, incorporate the world and its systems. It incorporates the devil himself. That's right. Your flesh belongs to the devil because a lot of people don't believe that. A lot of people don't even know it, not less only believe it, but it's in the word. He still has right to you in that area until you surrender all to the Lord. He still has rights to you. And even when you surrender all to the Lord, he's going to try. He's going to make attempts, but that's all they are. Because there's a word in the Bible that says, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. When we put on the word of God, it nullifies this flesh. It, it kills this flesh. You know it kills your flesh because every time you try to pick up the word and begin to read a verse or two in, in any chapter, you go to yawning. You go to getting tired. You go to thinking mind goes to drifting off into other areas of something else you could have done or you should have been doing. 
That's the will. That's the will of your flesh. Your flesh don't like the word of God. And there's no way you're going to get it to love God. These works of the flesh are the elements of the flesh. Your flesh, my flesh, holds all the elements of the world, its systems, and the devil. And it seems like they have free play when the will of God is not in operation in our lives. They can do just as they please, just as they desire, whenever they want to, 24-7, when we are not allowing the Spirit of the Lord God to take control of our mind, spirit, soul, and body. Because, see, when God has control of your spirit and your soul, guess what? This flesh don't have no choice. When the heart of man, when your heart has the word of God in it, and the word of God is constantly cleansing it and, and, and cleaning out the old words of your old man, and and putting in new words for the new man in spirit. That flesh don't like that, but guess what? The flesh has to die because the more word of God that you apply in mind, spirit, and soul, the flesh has to comply. You wonder why your flesh feels tough and strong? <laughs> it's because you don't have the word of God in your heart. You're not acting out. You're not habitually allowing the word of God to transform you into the new creature. Amen. You're not allowing it. So you need to know that the will of man, the will of you, human being, is your flesh. That's what's controlling you. That's what's operating you if the word of God is not doing so. Your flesh is an enemy to God. It's an enemy toward God and to God. Your flesh has a carnal mind that is not subject to the law of God. Neither can it be, the word says. It's God's enemy. That's why the scripture says that the spirit lusts against the flesh and the flesh lusts against the spirit. They're enemies with each other. Romans 8 and 5 through 8 says, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. In other words, you some people know their flesh better than they ever know the Spirit of God in them. Some people are so acquainted with their flesh that their flesh don't even have to dictate to them because they've already classified what's going on in their flesh through their will. <laughs> But the scripture says, but they that are after the spirit do mind the things of the spirit. When you begin to apply the word of God in spirit and in truth, when you begin to do the works and the will of God, when you become getting right standing with the word of God, then the spirit, the spirit do mind. It began to mind the things of the spirit. It began to mind those things and overpower that flesh. Oh, yeah, the spirit of the Lord can overpower your flesh. Now, you know God ain't going to create nothing that he can't control. He ain't going to create nothing that he don't have control over. <laughs> Romans 8 and 6 says, for the carnal mind is death. The carnal minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Do you know that people's thoughts are killing them? People's thoughts, because they're so highly intelligent, they're so smart, they're so cunning, they're so, trick, they, 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 they're so full of trickery and deception in their thoughts. See, that's taken out a lot of people. You wonder why people got Alzheimer's. I know that there's other reasons for that. But that's also one of the reasons. Because, see, when you fool yourself, you think you fooled everybody else. But the funny thing about that, when you think you fooled yourself and everybody else, you got the nerve to think that you fooled God. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. I'm trying to tell you, that's the way it works. 
Because, see, when we professionalize in this flesh to think that we got it going on, if I can lie to the best of the liars and I get past them, it's just like a thief. It's just like a drunk. When we professionalize in this thing and we, we get the honor in this thing and we have commissioned ourselves, oh, I'm a good liar. I can lie, outlie the devil. I can outlie anybody. When we think that we, see, first of all, we got to fool ourselves. That's how trickery flesh is because, see, flesh has to fool you first to get you to be out there to be a fool. Amen. Because, see, you turn foolish then based upon what your flesh done lied to you and told you. And then flesh makes you feel good. It rears up and your ego rises up and you say, well, God, I can do this and I can do that. Well, I can do, I should be able to con somebody else. And you take that same spirit of the will of flesh and you try to run it through God. (laughs) God, I hear you, Jesus. And you try to run it through the word of God. And you try to take the will of God and the righteousness of God, trying to discern it through your will of your flesh. And then you come up with a form of godliness. In other words, I can watch how people do it, watch what people say and do, and I can act that thing out too. That's how deceptive people your flesh is. Why is it so deceptive? It's deceptive because it plans on taking you out. See, your flesh already knows that it's in because it's a part of the devil. The devil knows his his end already. The thing is, he's hoping that he can keep you from knowing your end. (laughs) But your end can be made known to you according to the word of God and how you live it on this earth. Romans 8 and 7 says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. That means it's God's enemy. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. There's no way the carnal mind, that fleshly mind, with those sensual thoughts that you have in there can be a part of God's will. There's no way it can be subject to the will of God. Verse 8 says, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. This is some good teaching whether you think so or not. Because, see, again, as I said earlier, when you keep hearing the same word over and over again, there's a reason that word keeps coming. That word keeps coming your way, keeps coming to your hearing because you have not accepted the word of God. You have not accepted what God is trying to give to you in order to take you further in him. Mm, God, I love you, Jesus. Whose will are you operating in? Is it God or yours? Or let me guess, has your flesh fooled you so much with its intellect in the thinking that, oh, we have a form of godliness and God will honor this? Wrong answer. We can put on our suit and our best suit and tie. We can put on our prettiest dress. Amen. And we can make ourselves up, adorn our outward man, and our Mm. heart is filthy. Hallelujah. Stained and it's dirty. And God won't even look at it because of the shape that it's in. And he does not see any righteousness in it. But we have a form of godliness, denying the cleansing power of the word of God. Mm. We got a form of godliness because, see, we go in just because we go into the shower and we take a shower. Okay, we're made from dust. You can get in that shower six times a day and dirt is going to come off of you. So you're never going to be clean. Come on, somebody. Glory to God. Go and ahead and teach. Only through the word of God. And it t- it's an inward process. The word of God is the only thing that can get in our hearts and begin mm. to cleanse us from inside out. Mm. You can take as many showers and baths as you want to. 
We're made of dust. And every time you get in, there's going to be dust. There's going to be dirt in that water. But when you come into the, the, the realms of righteousness, the boundaries and the will of God, there's a cleansing action that takes place. When you begin to submit yourself wholeheartedly and openly to the Lord, ah, glory to God, that new man begins to rise up, and he's rising up in a brightness, in a cleanness that only the word of God can apply. Mm. Whose will are you operating in? Where will your flesh take you? How far will you let your flesh go with you in taking you into damnation before you realize that God ain't with you? Come on, somebody. Because, see, we want to just pretend that all God is is just love. And mm. God loves us all. Yes, he does love us. And he loves us enough to put us in hell. That's his judgment. Because his judgment is full of love. We're still talking about the will of man is his flesh. I'm telling you tonight, we need to take a better look. Look in the mirror. Stop looking at the way you look and the things that you don't like about what you see. And begin to ask God to peel back that flesh so you can see what's really dirty about you. So you can see what's really filthy about you. So you can really see what's working through your works of your flesh in you. It's causing God to turn a deaf ear to you. It's causing God to turn his face the other way. He's turned his face from you instead of towards you. Come on, somebody. Because I tell you, it's time to get real with God. Because, see, God's word is not going to change. And ain't no need us trying to put on no form of godliness, thinking that we're going to be just like that serpent in the Garden of Eden. Because, see, he put on a form of righteousness in that garden. But yet God saw all through him. God knew who he was. He saw what he was. And he cursed him for what he was. Jesus took on the form of sinful flesh. He showed us. He condemned sin in the flesh. He told us how to do it through the written word. He even told us, he said, that I go so that I can be back with the Father and I'm going to send the comforter. The Father is going to send you the comforter. The Father is going to send you some help. Holy. The Father is going to send back to you. The strength that you need. He's going to send back the power that you need Mm. to endure, to order to do what I've done, what I've shown you, in order to do what's been written in my Father's book. He's going to send back the comforter to you. He's going to send help from on high. Yes, Lord. He's going to send help that has his mind and his will and his way. He's going to send help that's going to do it only according to his way. Mm. God, I love you, Jesus. That's why it behooves us to seek the Lord in spirit. See, God is a spirit. Stop trying to access God in your flesh. Stop trying to talk to him from your flesh because he knows when you're sincere. He knows when you've surrendered yourself. He knows when that brokenness is there that you desire to be in his presence. He knows, he knows whenever you cry out to him, and that's a cry of, Father, I need you. Father, I can't do this, this thing of myself. I need you. I need you in my life. I can't do nothing without you. He knows that cry. Yes, Lord. We're still talking about the will of man is the flesh. You just don't know how dangerous and treacherous that flesh is. Well, see, the thing is, we have allowed it to have too much freedom. Even in the word of God, we've allowed it to dictate to us and say, God don't mean that. God knows it's going to take you time. When God calls us, the flesh answers and says, I'm not ready. When God calls us, our flesh answers 
and tell God, well, God, I got something else I need to be doing right now, but I'm going to get it right. I, I, I still got to work a little bit longer. I, I got to pay off some debt a little bit more before I come and give you uh, more than just 10% of my substance. I can give you my substance, but I can't give you my gifts, times, and talents. I thank you for letting me be able to work, but see, I'm working toward my flesh and the will of my flesh. I'm not working, amen, unto salvation, but I'm working unto my flesh. And then when it comes time to give God some time, we ain't got time, because guess what? The flesh says, lay down and rest yourself, because God understands, God knows. He knows you've been working hard, <laughs> Your flesh will pretend. Your flesh is subtle. Your flesh is deceptive. Yes, and God created us in this flesh. Hmm. Just as it was in the beginning. God knew then. He knows now. Our flesh will make us feel. You got goosebumps now? Your flesh will make you feel stuff. Well, don't be fooled by that feeling because, see, you ain't going to get no feeling from the presence and the spirit of the Lord. That's another lie of the flesh. Because, see, the flesh wants you to think that God's got to come through it to get to your heart. Jesus. Your flesh wants you to believe and think that whatever God does for you, it got to come through me. It's got to come through my will first. The devil mm. is a lie. Mm. Your flesh will make you feel, not sense, but feel the word of God okay. in order to try and understand it and do it. Well, I, I don't feel like it. That's what people say. I, I don't feel led. I don't feel like God telling me that. Well, that's the problem. That's why you can't hear God. That's why you can't be led by God. Because you're trying to feel this thing through the will of your flesh. You're trying to get an emotion that you hope is going to arouse God. Well, guess what? God is a spirit. And they that worship him, they that arouse they that move him going to have to move him in spirit and in truth. Your flesh will tell you that God knows that you're only human. He knows your heart. He knows that you're only human and you can only do so much. That's another lie of your will in the flesh. James 1 and 17 says, Every good and perfect gift, every good gift, Every perfect gift is from above. The devil and your will in your flesh ain't going to give you nothing good and perfect. Nothing. Even in thought, your flesh, your will cannot come up with nothing good and perfect. If your will comes up with a good thought or a perfected thought, there's a condition with it. And you better believe when God comes up with a thought and an idea, it don't have a condition to it. Either you're going to do it or you don't. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. God has no respect of a person. God loves those who love him. God moves forward those that want to be moving forward in him according to his will, not our will. Flesh has a mind. It has an intellect. It has a conscience, and it has a will, and it's subject to the things that you feel in your five senses. It's subject to the world and its systems. It's subject to the devil. Are there any questions or any comments? Amen, Pastor. I'm just enjoying the teaching. Amen. 
Amen. He's just making it clear, Pastor. I pray that we are making it clear, Elder, because the flesh, the flesh needs to be exposed. Our flesh, we need to expose our own flesh Amen. and stop being ashamed and tell me, well, God knows my heart and God's going to help me get through this. God ain't going to help you get through nothing that you have not applied his will to. All right, all right. He ain't going to help us do nothing that we have not submitted ourselves to according to his will. Amen, amen. Like you say, Pastor, amen, Jesus went away to send the comforter, amen, to help us, amen, when we submit to the will of God, amen. The comforter is there, amen, to do this thing for us when we submit, when we surrender our whole self to the Lord. That's it. And that's whole self, not whole part self. of me. Not that part of me that don't want to go to work, and then that part of me that goes to work, I'm in the flesh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. The word of God says, submit yourself, therefore, unto God. Unto God. Resist the devil. Well, what devil? That devil in your flesh. Everybody think they got a devil running around here bothering them. You walking around here fully clothed with him. You done dressed him. You done put on clothes. You done put cologne on him. You done went and got his hair cut, had his hair done, put on some new jewelry, earrings, new shoes. You done dressed that devil. Resist the devil. And his will. And the Bible says he will flee. He can't torment you. He won't talk to you when you resist him. But as long as you allow him to sit there and sneeze in your ear, and then you turn around and say, God bless you. I tell you, we got a, we got a long road to go. And guess what? God's got time. Until every ear has heard the gospel. And just because I always said, just because you got two ears, one sitting on each side of your head, don't mean you heard the gospel. Because when you hear the gospel, transformation takes place. Amen. That's the way, that's the power of God's word. That's the power that's in the word of God. When God calls, flesh says, I got some things to do. But flesh don't tell you that the end may be near for you. You know why? Because, see, flesh don't know the time of your end. That's why it behooves us to do. The Bible teaches us to work while it's day, because when night cometh, no man works. It says, redeem the time, for the days are of evil. This breath that's in us belongs to God. And we shared with you weeks ago, there's a time that God has set in every one of us. The day we mm-hmm. cried in the world, the day we were conceived, amen. But when we cried in this world, that clock began on the inside of us. Mm-hmm. Who in the world, knowing that, got time to waste? And your flesh showing you, God going to take us out of here soon, because guess what? The flesh don't even know. That's why when it get old and wrinkled and can't do nothing, it gets senile. That's because that devil in it then don't know nothing no more because it's seen now. He's seen now too. When God calls, your flesh answers with when I get time from work and the things that I enjoy, the things that make me comfortable. I'm too young right now. I'm young and pretty, and I want to enjoy life. Oh, 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 oh. Well, that flesh feel like it's done scored a million at that point. Because the flesh says, oh, she'll never serve God now with this attitude. The devil says, a high five to you because I, I, know, I know you're right. These are things that's going on in the spirit realm that we're too dumb to see because we don't serve that spiritual God the way we need to serve him where he will open up the the understanding. He will open up our eyes to see and understand and know his will. 
And he, our flesh, he is all this time lying to us. You know your flesh is afraid of God? <laughs> I bet you didn't know your flesh is afraid of God. That's the goosebumps you feel right there. <laughs> that's the that's the quivering of your flesh then that you feel. You do feel that because, see, the flesh is afraid of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the flesh know that he cannot enter into the sight of God. He can't even get, yeah. it can't even get in the presence of God. Amen. Lord, I love you, Jesus. When God calls, the flesh with its will fears the unknown of God's plan for you and will lead you astray, tell you, uh-uh, let's get up out of here because this don't look like God. That's how the flesh will lie to you, like it knows what God looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll tell you, that ain't God. And almost have you in an area where you blaspheming the Holy Ghost out of ignorance because you're listening to the will of your flesh. <laughs> I tell you, your flesh will kill you and won't even come back and tell you, okay, I lied to you. I did do that. I said it. I was wrong. <laughs> you better hear me tonight, people of God. When God calls, your flesh will reply with, it don't take all of that. Or it will try to disguise itself and pretend it's saved. I tell you, the flesh can perform. <laughs> the flesh can perform even at funerals. This, you know, like they when they have them professional criers there, that's flesh performing. Flesh can meet any appointment of performance. <laughs> It can be anywhere on time to perform. When God calls, your flesh will lie to you. Men and women, people of God, believers, your will is treacherous, as we said, and it's dangerous to your soul's existence and destiny. That's how important this thing is. That's how tight this way is. Choose life in Christ Jesus and not the death that your will has planned for you. Because, see, your will of the flesh, which belongs to the devil, already knows where its destiny is. It already knows where it's going. Because, see, the devil ain't going to repent. He refuses to repent to God. That's why he got kicked out of heaven. He refuses to acknowledge God. He refuses to do those things. So why are you allowing the will of your flesh, which belongs to the devil, to do you, the, your soul, the same way? And you're going to end up busting hell wide open with him, the devil. Amen. I'm telling you, God ain't playing with us. God is Amen. serious about his word, and he is not going to change it. He's not going to backtrack and say, oh, I made a mistake here. Because if you think that that's God saying stuff like that, you need to really check yourself. And any time anytime a person out of their mouth or even in their thoughts lie and say, God told me not to do such and such, when it's for your own soul's existence mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. being saved, being sanctified and coming into the righteousness of God and knowing who God is, his will and his way, his plan and his purpose for you. And yet you come against that. You're not coming against the people. You're not coming against somebody else. You're not coming against your wife, your husband. You're not coming against your children or whoever it is that's trying to make it look like they're trying to hinder you. That's your flesh. Your flesh is trying to hinder you and deceive you. And if you're doing it, guess what? It is succeeding. And God is not going to step in until you repent. He didn't do it for the devil, and he still hadn't done it for the devil. Except you repent and ask God to have mercy upon you and show you his way and do it God's way, your flesh is going to take you to hell. So we thank and praise God tonight for 
the men study. And like I said, men and women, because we all have flesh. And the will of man's flesh, the will of man is the flesh. And we all have it. Study this word. Study Galatians 5 and 17 through 19. See what God says. Study the portions in Romans where we talk about that carnal mind. Because, see, the flesh has a will. It has an intellect. It has a mind and a conscience. Because, see, we're mind, spirit, soul, and body. We're spirit, soul, and body. We're three parts also. And in order to know the existence of each and who's operating where and how and what, you got to get in the will of God. Because if not, you're going to allow tradition, what you inherited, religion and self-righteousness with selfishness to guide and lead you. And, and you convince your own self by lying to your own self and say, God is with me. God said, God is leading me. Get it right, people. Because the Lord teaches us that, that he would have us all to say the same things. There is no division in Christ Jesus. I don't care if you in Europe or China or Hong Kong or wherever you are. If they're saying Jesus, there is no division in that Jesus there and the Jesus here. Amen. But in order to know that, in order to know that, we got to get in the spirit and do things according to God's will. Are there any questions or any comments? Amen. So we thank and praise God for your hearing tonight. We pray that a word has been spoken that will enlighten you, that will open up your eyes of understanding. Amen. That you will be able to tell your flesh to shut up from this day forward and stop trying to dictate to you and tell you what God is saying when the flesh does not even obey God. Amen. Your flesh does not obey God. In order to obey God, you have to be doing what God tells you to do, his will and not yours. We love you. We appreciate you. Father God, we thank and praise you for the study tonight. We thank and praise you, O oh God, for how you spoke to us in spirit and in truth through your wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and even revelation knowledge. We thank and praise you, O oh God, for the word. And we ask, O oh God, that this word be planted, O oh God, on good in good ground, good soil, that the hearts of the hearers and the doers of this word, O oh God, will be able to stand, O oh God, no matter what, and begin to move forward in you, in spirit and in truth. They will begin to acknowledge you in all their ways, O oh God, that you will be able to direct them in their path, in their decision-making, O oh God, and that we will be able to curse our will. That's right, curse our will, and take on the will of God, that we will be able to come against self, come against our selfishness and our unrighteousness, and apply the word of God to transform us into the will and in the spirit of God through his son Jesus. And, Lord God, we ask tonight that you would send us help. Send the Holy Ghost, O oh God. Because we need the Holy Ghost. We need the strength of the Spirit of the living God to come against the will of our flesh. Ah, glory to God. We need the Holy Ghost, Lord God, to be able to guide and lead us into all your truth, all your righteousness. Oh, God, with clarity, without misunderstanding your will, without missing the will of God in our lives. Now, Lord God, we thank you and we give your name the praise the glory and the honor for all that's been said. Oh, God, we thank you for it. Give it to us, oh, God, according to your will. You know where we are. You know how we are. And, Lord God, we repent, asking for forgiveness of our sin, our transgressions and iniquity, our sin of omission, oh, God, in word, deed, action, and thought. Whatever we've done, oh, God, to, oh God, to dismiss the will of God, the perfect good, the good and perfect gift of God. We ask, oh God, that you would forgive us. Give us another opportunity as you've given us breath 
Give us another opportunity to get it right with you from this day forward. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen and an amen. God bless.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.